Cambridge Insider Podcast time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cambridge Insider Podcast. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by Palmer Trinity School. Palmer Trinity is a global-minded and forward-thinking institution dedicated to the educational and moral growth of our students. Located on 25 hectares in an area south of downtown Miami, Florida, two blocks from the Atlantic Ocean. The tranquil and beautiful open space of the campus provides an ideal backdrop to the dynamic and diverse curricular and co-curricular programs that foster personal growth and self-actualization, critical thinking, inquiry-based learning, character, and global citizenship in each student. Palmer Trinity is consistently rated as one of the top independent schools in the Southeastern United States. It's 26 AP courses, the IB program, and many honors classes offer a challenging academic curriculum. 100% of our students attend selective universities throughout the United States and the world. The true mission of our school is reflected in our motto, Virtus Humanitas et Spiritus, supporting the power of virtue, humanity, and spirit. So that's Palmer Trinity School, the proud sponsor of this afternoon's podcast. As always, my co-host, Liana Glass, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you today, Stephen? I'm doing well, thank you. Did you enjoy that little, I think that was Latin, the motto of that school, and I think I pulled it off. I don't know. I was very impressed with the pronunciation. I think you did very, you did a very good job. I don't know how I would have handled that. <laughs> there was suddenly a little bit of pressure. I didn't know what to do, but I was resilient. I pushed through. <laughs> Um, it's good to have you on the episode, um, obviously because you're the co-host, I think that's always important to remember, but also because you do have a lot of experience um, about today's topic, which is host families, um, you know, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about it because it is a enormous part of what we do at Cambridge and what international programs offer is where do people stay, how they come to this country, they're miles and miles away. They've got to live somewhere. Um, so host families is really important in that regard. Definitely. And I'm happy to hear you say it's great to have me on the podcast because I am here for every podcast episode. So that's just a huge reassurance for me. I'm my glad we got that cleared up. Um, <laughs> my but, mind's still yeah. spinning about the Latin, all right? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Our host families are hugely important to our programs and our students' experience as a whole. I think where you live during your study abroad experience can actually make or break sometimes your experience. So our host families, we, we aim to have them be excellent. And all of our vetting process and um, programs throughout the year are aimed at making that possible for our host families to be excellent and have the skills and support to give an excellent experience for our students. Yeah. So it makes up, you know, a huge part of their time here in the U.S. who they're living with. So hugely important. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like what you said there because, you know, if you do think about it, students are spending the majority of time either at school, which is important, which is why we cover a great deal of what an international program should look like, what you should be offering your students. But then the majority of the time outside of being at school is spent at your host family. And the last thing that we want to happen is for a student to have an excellent experience, but not really enjoy, not feel supported, not feel safe and happy and excited about where they live and, and, and their homestay experience 
because ultimately they'll likely then go away and say it wasn't the best experience and that'll just be a reflection of the homestay. So I, I've got a couple of questions. I, I used to be involved in this in my early days at Cambridge, but I'm sure things have changed and I think you have a lot of experience in this. So we talk about having excellent hosts. I think we pride ourselves on that. How do we make sure from Cambridge's side that we are recruiting uh, excellent hosts and that we maintain that standard throughout the years that hosts are with us. How does that process work? If you could just take our listeners through that. Yeah, so throughout the process, we have several steps that we take to ensure that we're recruiting quality host families, and then that we are also giving those host families opportunities to develop throughout their experience with Cambridge Network. So it starts with a phone screening. It's then a background check that happens yearly, we do site visits, student development managers do site visits to the host family home two times at least per year. It's often more than that um, on years where we aren't dealing with a pandemic, but typically more than two times a year, the SDM is visiting the host family and the student in their house. And then we have family orientation that happens every year at the beginning of the school year that new and returning hosts are required to attend. And then, of course, we just have ongoing student development manager support because we're all human. Um, in any family, there's going to be issues. There's going to be disagreements. So SDMs are there to walk families and students through the mediation process when there is a conflict or an issue that needs to be discussed. And we help host families have those conversations and make sure that we can create a sustainable relationship between the student and host so that these minor issues don't cause a, a fallout or a change in host family for the student. So we give hosts those skills to help deal with those types of things. But I know we're going to dive deeper into sort of what a site visit looks like um, and what the orientation entails. But that gives you a good glimpse into what goes on from a bird's eye view throughout the year to make sure that our host families are well prepared and supported. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think a lot of people know how intricate it is. You, you've just explained in a nutshell what it is. There are a lot of steps there. It's not just, oh, we have a couple interested people from from the community and they line up and everybody receives a student and off you go. Um, I think things like the, the, the background check are a little bit more self-explanatory. Um, we want to make sure that we are recruiting and having hosts of a certain quality and certain standard that join our community of, of host families. Take us a little bit in depth into that site visit, because I will say I've been on some interesting ones from what I can remember, some interesting site visits, um, but it plays an important role, as you said, not only in, in, in sort of checking the right boxes, but mediating and, and, and helping to develop that relationship between host and student. Take us into a little bit more detail there. Yeah, so to start out, our site visits uh, happen when a host family is going through the application process to become one of our host families at Cambridge Network. So you can easily pass a background check, um, have a clean criminal record, but it's not as easy to be a suitable place for an international student to live and to learn. So we make sure in our site visits that our host families are motivated to host for the right reasons, that their home environment is clean, tidy, safe, uh, conducive to provide an excellent host family experience for the student and conducive for learning. 
to feel supported and loved. Um, and then also that the host family is culturally sensitive or open to learning how to become more culturally sensitive. Um, are they flexible? Are they willing to cook meals that might be outside of their normal realm of food that they would typically prepare for just their family? So we really get a feel for whether the host family is open to growing and to adapting their home environment to having a new student who they really ideally should be treating like one of their own children to coming in and making some changes in their home. So I, in my opinion, feel it's more of a mindset that I'm looking for out of a host family when we do the initial site visit. You know, everything doesn't need to be perfect, but you have to have an open and adaptive mindset to taking a student in. Absolutely. We we often, and, and, and I know these, this is something you've dealt with, and, and we often um, deal with this topic when we do orientation specifically abroad, but we talk a lot about culture shock and about students coming a far way, um, coming to a new country, the food is different, the culture is so different, there's a different language. There's an aspect of that that's at play for hosts as well. They're suddenly hosting somebody who sometimes doesn't have you know the the or, or, or let me put it to you this way has a very developing uh, lang set of language skills uh, so the communication is is uh, you know something that can be an obstacle um somebody who comes from a different completely different culture where expectations are different so it's so important to as you mentioned there that, that the mindset from our host families is one of I might not know everything. We might not see eye to eye all the time, but I am willing to learn. I'm willing to listen. And within certain parameters, I'm willing to be flexible because if at least you have that flexibility or that willingness to be flexible, we can deal with things. And inevitably, issues do come up just like they do between, you know, America and in an American family. Your regular family have fights and have issues and, and disagreements. So too in, in, in our host families. Yeah, and that's why I think setting expectations is such a huge part of this too. The student-host relationship is really a two-way street. Everybody's got to have a certain level of flexibility and willingness to meet the other where they are. So our hosts have to have a mindset that it's like our students are coming from a completely different culture. Um, and that's really what we get into in the orientation with the cultural sensitivity training. We talk about how communication styles differ how foods differ, um, even just social aspects of what goes on in a day-to-day -day looks different. So everybody has to have a certain level of flexibility to meet the other where they are. And adapting to having someone new in your home is no small feat. And the, the student development manager is also equally there for the host family in dealing with those changes as well. If we do have, um, just from your experience, if we do have potentially teachers or potential hosts listening to this that are thinking, hey, maybe I want to become a host. In your eyes, what are the sort of just basic prerequisites? I think that, you know, obviously you you want to, you, you should at least understand that you will be having somebody in your home for probably around 10 months of the year. What are some of the other things that you think if somebody is considering this, they should they should make sure that they have or, or have the, the willingness to do before considering this? Yeah, well, like I said, you really have to commit to treating an international student as if they're your own child. So I think some hosts come into it with the expectation that it's more of um, a place for a student to sleep and, you know, I'm giving them meals, but it's much more than that. And I 
think to that point, you have to have an understanding and a belief in the value that comes from an international education experience. If you have that and you understand that all of the trials and issues and things that might come up throughout the year are worth it because of this broader purpose that you're serving in giving a student an experience abroad to learn about other people, to learn about another educational system, um, in making a global citizen, really, uh, at such a young age, then none of those barriers are going to stop you from being a great host, as long as you have that base understanding of why you're doing this and what's motivating you to do it. Everything else that comes up is completely manageable through mediation and communication with your student development manager, with the school, with the student's natural parents. We can handle it all, I think, as long as you are in it for the right reasons. Absolutely. And, and if we do have anybody listening, what we'll have is executive producer Dean will put uh, just a link up. It comes directly from our website. If you do have interested hosts, you can just click that link, fill out the form, and somebody from Cambridge will be in touch with you. It's something that we're always looking to do. We have probably the best network of hosts in, in the country, I, I would I would say, um, but we are always looking to to add more great hosts that make a great experience for our students. So if you are interested, look out for that link in the show notes. Uh, Liana, in terms of just the, the education, the site visits, that aspect of it, the actual face-to-face -face meetings and, and, and interactions with hosts, anything else that you'd like to add that you think is important there for our listeners to be aware of? Yeah, well, I think, you know, we can go kind of more into what the orientation looks like, which is typically also in person. Um, but speaking to this past year, we've had to shift a lot of this stuff online and make it virtual. So our site visits have turned into virtual site visits where we do uh, a video call. So the host family will walk us through their home um, over the phone. And those are really valuable, too, because we are still getting a very clear picture of what the home looks like. And, it, you know, it feels like face-to-face -face interaction, as we know, when we are over the phone or over Zoom, whatever it may be. And then for the orientation as well, we're able to have many more hosts together on one call for the orientation, rather than do it by location, by program, where maybe there's only one or two hosts in that area. So hosts are able to kind of create more of a network for themselves with other host families. Um, but we still do, you know, all of the cultural sensitivity training. We go through educational differences from the student's home country to the U.S. You'd be surprised how different. Um, well, you probably wouldn't be surprised since you're well-versed in um, maybe the educational differences between a lot of our students' home countries and the U.S. educational system. But for many of our host families, it's their first time learning about that. Um, so it's crazy, really, how different being in a classroom in maybe an Asian country looks like versus being a class in a classroom and the expectations for our students here. Um, just language development too, and food and meal differences, um, Eastern versus Western communication. So we still go through all of those things in a virtual setting for the orientation. I think this year and start of next year, we will start getting into the in-person site visits again and the in-person orientations. But like I've said in past episodes, we've learned a lot from this past year doing virtual things and the benefits that can come from that too. So we might carry those forward with us as long as they keep proving beneficial. 
Yeah, absolutely. And just, you know, just from what you've described there, I think that should have potential hosts just feeling sort of rest assured that we provide you with an incredible amount of resources and, and, and training and not only educating you on what you should expect, but our SDMs, as Liana mentioned, are available to mediate to help you deal with, you know, situations that do come up as they inevitably do. So again, if you are interested, we pay a very competitive um, stipend as well to help you oversee some of those costs that inevitably come with having a student in-house. Um, but certainly at Cambridge, big part of us having the quality of hosts that we have is making sure that we maintain the standard of those hosts, making sure that we are educating them and providing them with, you know, an incredible amount of support because they do play such an important role in what we do. And I will say from my side, and, and I know that we have several school officials listening to this as well, it's so incredibly important to have important hosts or to have good hosts because, you know, we touched on this earlier. They are a direct representation of your program. They're a direct representation, of course, of Cambridge Network, but of your program, more importantly. So when students, unfortunately or fortunately, but when students have a bad or a good experience with a host family, often that just gets reflected as my study abroad experience was either good or bad. Um, so, you know, from a school's perspective, you certainly want to be working with an agency that takes care and that takes pride in the type of hosts that they recruit and to have those resources in place to maintain and to support those hosts moving forward. So, you know, don't overlook that if you are working with an agency or if you are thinking about working with an agency. And in particular, if you are a school community that has people that are connected with the school, that are interested potentially in hosting, um, those are usually hosts that understand the school and school system well, understand the flexibility that's required in having potentially an international teenager in your home, you know, send those those inquiries along because uh, that plays such an important role in your program. Liana, any uh, final thoughts from your side? Nice topic, good topic, important topic. Anything final that you want to share with our uh, with our listeners? Yeah, I think this episode is really valuable for prospective host families, current host families, and also for school officials, because as you said, it's a direct reflection on a student's study abroad experience as a whole, their host family combined with the school experience. Um, I would just add as my final thoughts that if you're a host family listening to this or a potential host family with an interest in um, having a student, there are so many sustainable development opportunities that Cambridge Network will provide to you throughout your journey. And experience is really key. So all you have to do to start is just to start. And then you will develop along the way through our programs. And also we often set up um, mentorship opportunities for really experienced host families to be matched with a newer host family. So you have a network, you have a support system. Um, so really just start. And that's the only way we all get better at doing anything really is just to get some experience. Um, it's, it's so valuable to have an international student in your home. I think it's, it offers one of the most valuable growing experiences, opportunities that you could ever really participate in. Um, and those lifelong relationships really are so special that I've witnessed between hosts and students who make that connection and then sustain it for years to come. Um, it's it's really something to see. So if you're interested at all, reach out. We, we can't wait to talk to you. Absolutely. And if you want testim testimony of exactly that relationship, go and listen to our episode from a couple of weeks ago where Simone Sprague was here. 
she's been a host for several years and she just speaks so fondly of all the the relationships and friendships and, and you know long lasting friendships that she's uh created from you know from within the, the the organization and being a host herself um i will also say and i know we have a lot of students that listen to this uh this this podcast as well if as a student you have any questions or you're wondering about how that experience looks you're wondering about how a potential host would look feel free to reach out um you know to the podcast directly send us an email we're happy to answer those questions potentially even have you look at at a sort of a sample template of what a host family would look like as well. To all of our listeners, as always, we are serving you by bringing you up-to-date information, things that you need to understand if you're in this industry. We appreciate every single one of you. Remember to like and subscribe and share. We'll catch you around the next episode. Bye-bye, everybody.